my very first guest is public educator Elizabeth Ross. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, well, one of the first things that I like to do whenever I talk to someone is ask them to introduce themselves. So how about you introduce yourself to us, Elizabeth? Or Bethy. <laughs> so, um, my name is Elizabeth, affectionately known as Beth Bethy, more affectionately known as Miss Ross. <laughs> um, I am a educator. I've been teaching for the past eight years. I've been working with kids for probably the past, I don't know, maybe 11, 12 years ish. Um, yeah, I'm a little girl from the suburbs, Mo City, and I love Beyonce. Like, that's it. <laughs> yes. You love, Lord Jesus, Teffy. You love Beyonce. Now, okay, before we get into the education part, <laughs> now, are you going to be one of them teachers that is doing the mute challenge with your students? Now, okay. First of all, you teach what grade? I teach 11th grade U.S. history. So okay, I definitely. So that means. You they did, know what's up. You, you did the mute challenge with your 11th graders? Not yet, but I did. I've been scouting my classes because, you know, I don't really know these kids that well yet. So mm -hmm. it's okay. only been eight days. So I've been scouting the classes. I'm trying to see who has the most you know, not to be so tongue in cheek, but energy. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see, you know, who has the right energy for it. And so I was mm -hmm. talking to, the, uh, to one of my periods and I was like, y'all, would y'all do a TikTok with me? And they said, yeah, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. And I was uh -huh. like, okay, uh -huh. well, this is what I want to do. You know, I told y'all I love Beyonce. And they were like, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. But um, I said, okay, we'll think about it. We'll We'll talk about it next week. Okay. Okay. So that's definitely on my to-do list. So let me ask you this. Do you find that being a younger teacher tapped into social media like you are mm -hmm. makes it easier for you, especially teaching 11th graders? Oh, Do you yeah. feel that makes it easier, right? Being Absolutely. tapped in with TikTok and you're like, oh, TikTok. But at the same time, you do have to tell them, now y'all shut y'all asses up. <laughs> no, I absolutely believe that it makes it so much easier to relate to the kids because um, I think now um, my age has gotten, I, I got more of an age gap between my students than when I first started teaching. So they do have like more of a, level of respect because they know that I'm not their age because mm -hmm. I mean when I first started teaching I did have some kids that were like two to three years younger than me I'm not putting their business out there but they they there were some kids that were in their 20s too their early 20s as well so um but now I can definitely say like oh there's like at least 16 years between us so they don't right think that they, they okay. think I'm old. Like, they think I'm old. So They think you old now. They think okay. I'm old. So, um, but I still am obviously very youthful, and I am tapped in. So, like, when they're saying little things, like, mm -hmm. um, 
they don't know that I'm going to catch on all the time. Like exactly. one girl last year, she was she said something and she was like BFFR. I said no, you BFFR. <laughs> and she was you like, be for real, okay? She said you know what that means. I said sure do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm being for real. So <laughs> yes, yes. So it makes for like funny moments for sure. But also, yeah, you know, I can talk to them and relate too. to them or. You know, I can even sometimes relate a TikTok to something that we're talking about in class. Like, oh, y'all know that trend, you know, or something like really? that. Really? Yeah, I try to use whatever, whatever I can to make the content relatable since it's we're we're starting like hundreds of years ago. But if I can find a way to make it relatable to something that they've seen recently, mm-hmm. it. so it, it helps definitely with the rapport and the content. Okay, now that's very interesting using TikTok content for historical purposes. I really want an example. Like, if you can remember, I ain't trying to put you on the spot, but please, if you can remember. (laughs) So, um, maybe not, I can't, I don't know if I can think of a TikTok reference, um, but I can talk about a pop culture reference for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, just last week we were talking, well, like I said, I teach U.S. history. We start in the 1800s, westward expansion, America moving west, taking over everybody's land. They get to California. Everybody doesn't get a chance to get gold. So I also know I have a lot of gamers in my class and things of that nature. Um, lots of kids that like anime. So I was like, have y'all ever played Pokemon Go? And they were like, yeah, yeah, I played that. And I, said, and I told them about a real life experience I had when I was playing Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. Everybody, we were all at the park and somebody yelled out, um, hey, there's a Dragonite over here. And so everybody starts to go run to go try to get their rare Pokemon. And I said, so when everybody's running over to that Pokemon, does everybody get to catch the Pokemon? And they were like, nah, you don't, like, everybody doesn't get it. And I said, exactly. And everybody didn't get the gold either when everybody ran to it. So it, I just try to use like moments oh, like that hey. to try to like, you know, maybe at some point they'll figure out like on their test of like, oh yeah, I remember when she was talking about Pokemon Go. They uh-huh. didn't, know, you know, everybody wasn't successful. So uh-huh. you know, just moments like that, or I try to make mm-hmm. little songs, try to flip songs, and um, make you try it. to do everything. I do. You try to do everything, everything my life. <laughs> girl. Oh, my God. You try to do everything because, oh, God, you know, I really do feel it breaks my heart, honestly, just being in my 40s, seeing where the education system is now compared to what it was like. I think I was looking um, statistically. I was looking at a TikTok. I don't know if you saw this. Mm -hmm. This black man i don't know if he was in his late 20s or what but he was reading charlotte's web Mm -hmm. have you have you seen it he was crying he was teaching himself how to read oh and girl i I wish i would have just pulled up the video because i totally could have just pulled it up for Mm -hmm. this uh for this conversation but girl, he was so emotional. He was like, you got this. He was like, come on, baby, you got this. You can do this. He was just like, the struggle yeah. and the study where a lot of 
our black youth are not reading past what is it fifth grade level mm. sixth grade level something like that yeah that's heartbreaking to see that young man go through that so as the even though you're teaching us history you got to read you yeah. got to you have to write do you experience at that level, 11th grade, do you experience students that are still struggling to read? Um, absolutely. And I think that a lot of it is attributed to the kids don't have to read for a lot of stuff. I think mm -hmm. that not to brag on my generation, but I really feel like my generation of like, people and learners, we were at a very unique crossroads between technology and mm -hmm. so we know how to use a book. I know mm -hmm. what a text is, I know what a glossary is, I know how to I know how to find something in an encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I didn't even though I had a cell phone in high school, I didn't have Siri to say, hey, what what is this? You know, and that's just, true. And get the thing just popped up for me. I yeah. have reads to find information and I think that a lot of uh, kids now they don't have to read to find information um, also I think a lot of it starts at home as yeah. well are you being read to you know is reading a, um, a focus at home and I know that also on top of that that's a tricky subject because a lot of times parents are doing the best that they can and they're they in are. situations where, you know, they're not able to be at home all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I like a lot of the kids um, when I would call home or whatever, I've had parents say, you know, I'm working overnight shifts. So when I come home, you know, I'm expecting that you have done X, Y, and Z but they're not there to necessarily check that they did X, Y. Right, right, you know? right. So I feel like there's just a lot of factors into that. And then also mm -hmm. I'm in a, another unique space where I do teach um, special education students in my classroom as well. So I have like an inclusion. Oh, class. really? So. Oh my goodness. You're tackling both, girl? Yeah. So I see things from like a couple of different perspectives, obviously from the... um. I don't want to, I don't really want to use the word disability, but for lack of better words, I see it from that standpoint and I see it from just like investment also into literacy yes. and the lack yes. of, because a lot of these kids are very smart. Like if you have conversations with them, but mm -hmm. you know, there's just those skills that necessarily weren't on the forefront for them to need, like that they needed. Mm -hmm. beyond just like I don't know reading on the worksheet to they don't even these kids don't even read the instructions they ask me questions I said did you read the directions and they say no I said right. we start there it's sort of like you know how on social you know on social media when somebody posts something they go I ain't reading all that yeah exactly they go I ain't reading all that and you be like but you wanted to know mm -hmm. like they be like well what happened well what happened and then they'll post well, what happened. Then they be like, oh, I ain't reading all that. Right. Or, you know, posting stuff. And that's not even what the text really said. You know, they read one line and that became uh, the, okay. and 
I think also something is that we don't necessarily talk about is, or and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Literacy. How much do kids even read, anyways? And I'm pretty sure they probably looked at some of the numbers. How many books are getting checked out, anyways? How many things are being offered online? So where didn't consider that one right. So whereas uh, somebody just told me recently, and I don't even remember who this was, but that they. I don't know if it was there. I don't know if I was talking to a parent or a teacher where they had like the book fair and the kids were not excited. Like they had no idea. Oh, we used to love the book fair, girl. The book fair was like going to the club. Okay. The scholastic book fair, girl. You see them things getting rolled into your library. You know it's about to go. Listen, listen. That little booklet. Listen, that little paper booklet you used to get. Mm hmm. Yep. And the little yarn book, girl, listen, the yarn uh bookmark. Yeah. Baby, I couldn't wait for that scholastic book fair. Girl, nah, them That's kids, it. them kids hate that shit now. Nah. But also, keep in mind, these are also kids that are coming out of COVID. Elementary school kids where very true. This is not something that they're used to. They didn't see like the other kids going to Very it or true. anything like that. And what did we have to do? Where was all of our life during COVID? Online. You so read mm-hmm. the books online. Like I'm sure so many people got introduced to Libby, you know, like uh, the online yeah. uh, library app. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if I could just have all this stuff on my phone, what do I need to go get a physical book for? That is so true. That or, is so true. So I don't know if that's also a factor in it. A lot of districts also have lots of those same library database resources online where the kids don't even have to go to the library to necessarily, you know, utilize it. It's embedded into whatever um, system the district has where they can do uh-huh. it in the comfort of their homes. Uh-huh. If they so maybe... Maybe these things are I don't I don't know. I don't want to think too negatively about it. I wanna hope that they have, you know, some kind of right interest <laughs> for the students. Yeah. And, and maybe they repurpose and you know, redistribute. I don't know, child. I know it's it's hard. I know that it's hard for you. Um I do want to tackle this one. Okay. As as a woman, as a black woman, mm-hmm. being in the education system, have you had any, I mean, it's eight years, like you say, eight years, 11 years. Um, have you had any experiences, um, adversity, being a black woman in this field? Um. I think that I can honestly say that I have been blessed mm-hmm. to not have any um, interactions or any situations where I felt like um, me being a woman or me being black has, you know, been a hindrance or, you know, been the cause of some type mm. of problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one, there's a lot of people that look like me that work where I work. So yes. I'm not in a, I'm not like in a situation where I'm like the only black girl 
on my team or I'm not the only black girl in my department or at my school or there's only like five of us. That's not necessarily mm-hmm. the case. I work at a I work in a very diverse district. Mm-hmm. I work with very diverse, um, a very diverse staff. So mm-hmm. I think that, that lends itself to that's that experience being more pleasant than not um for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important, right? It is. And I also I wouldn't put I know that some things are um, unavoidable, but yeah. I'm always going to try to put myself in the best situation. So I, truth be told, wouldn't apply in a district where I felt like I would be in a situation like that, um, if that makes any sense. That does make sense. I had, the, <laughs> I had the blessing <laughs> you know, apply where I want to apply. Like, this is a big metropolitan area. There are plenty of school districts and you know there are certain areas of town that have their own like reputations and history like um the outliers i would say you know mm-hmm. i'm not applying there mm-hmm. what do the kids look like because at the end of the day i want to service kids that look like me i want to service kids that you know i could relate to and you know i mm-hmm. can because when you when you can relate to the kids, that's already the the, the building block of, or the foundation for building a relationship with them. They I love that. Feel safe with you, you know. I so, love that. Mm-hmm. So, all I know, kind of like segue. No, but I but I love that though. What you just said right there, the kids feel safe with you. And that's the, a and lot of times what it's about. Yeah. Mm. So I can, I think I can honestly say like there is somebody on campus that a student can relate to, whether they're wherever you come from, there is somebody there. Mm-hmm. Whether you're Muslim, you're Christian, you're um, black, you're white, you're Asian, you're Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Middle Eastern, there is somebody that you can relate to on our campus. And I I, I love that. I was very intentional about where I wanted to work. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I know my friend, she's an educator too, and she wanted to go off, you know, Teachers of America? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she did that program. You know, a lot of times the teachers go and work in certain districts that Mm -hmm. are very impoverished and it's harsh and man, she was working in Watts Mm -hmm. and that has been very difficult for her. Right. Some of the stories out of there, but it was like she really wanted to help. So just to hear like you said that look like you and you want to make them feel safe. And yeah. that's one of the reasons why you go to those districts is because you're like, okay, these kids look like me. I feel like I can be sort of like that safe haven for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it also depends on the district and if they believe in the safety of right. the kids and making sure that they 
have the supplies that the teachers need, the support that the teachers need. That's huge too. Would you agree that the support and the supplies and everything else that the teachers, a lot of teachers are spending so much of their salary. Right. Buying supplies for the students. I, I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, um, I would definitely agree that uh, those are two things that are definitely integral into um, that student safety and student success. Um, mm -hmm. I think that school districts, and this is like in no shade to them or, you know, whatever, but they provide the bare minimum. You know, like mm -hmm. this is, you got this, you got this, you got that or whatever. And I don't, and I, when I say the bare minimum, I don't really, I don't mean for that to come off negatively. Like, but mm -hmm. here you go. These are the, the necessities that you need for a classroom, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when you are an educator, this is your passion, you always know that there's something else that can help enhance the learning mm -hmm. or, you know, something that could um, make kids feel good in the classroom or mm -hmm. you know, all these other little things that the school district is not going to account for. Right. That's where we and I think also it's like in a perfect world in a perfect world this should last you like you should be good with this yeah 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 you should bring <laughs> I didn't gave Johnny a pencil every day this week because he keeps losing right. my pencil <laughs> so yeah no I need more pencils because right even, uh, losing these pencils and leaving mm -hmm. them in other people's classes and I'm like you know what Johnny why you keep leaving in, in her class like why why not my class just leave right right school. right please thank it'll you it'll be here tomorrow but um, I think that's kind of like what usually happens because there's budgets. There's like you can always order. You can always ask. Well, at least in my situation, I know that a budget is going to open up. My department is going to order whatever the teachers say that they need. Um, but then you also kind of have to wait for that. That has nothing to do with us, you know, with the campus or anything like that. They don't control mm -hmm. that. And I don't even know if the districts necessarily control that, if that's like a state thing. You know? uh, I don't that get that. State. Thing, okay. I don't mm -hmm. get that. I just, I, I, I know you know what you I need. Know. You need mm -hmm. notebooks. Yes, I do. Like, that's what I wait for. <laughs> um, not, not Abbott Elementary. Yes, I do. I need, I need this. I need that. Here. Mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. this is but um yeah so i think that that's kind of like where it lies like we see beyond the bare necessities we see beyond okay. like you know yeah just the things that the starter pack like no we need yeah. expansion packs like we know right. anything <laughs> to sustain us um with all the incidentals and then yeah the just gonna make learning a little bit more fun or make your classroom mm -hmm. more fighting or mm -hmm. whatever. I love that. Cause I, I think you, I can't remember where you posted, but like your girls in the classroom, you have the necessities mm -hmm. for the girls. Okay. Absolutely. I love that. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Cause maybe you never know. The girl needs to need her things. The okay. girl needs her things. Mm -hmm. Like, and honestly, I did that because a lot of students, one, like if it's my girls and it's that time of the month or whatever, it's going to take so much time out of class for you to go down to the nurse and get one of them uh, paper thin 
napkins, you know, something that's just, right. you know, bottom of the barrel. At least you can come to me. You can get you some always. Hello. <laughs> you can go or right stay free or something, child. Yes. yes. You can go right to the restroom that's right outside my room and then come right back. And I love that's, that. That's keeping you in class more than it, than not. You know, you're going yes. to write the pass. You got to go all the way down there, mm -hmm. come, back, come back. You miss 15, 20 minutes worth of class. Exactly. Well, because it's something that you, that you need. So why mm -hmm. don't I, you know? I love that. Yeah, so things like that. You know, I got little lotions for them in there because they be ashy. I mean, <laughs> girl, okay. They always asking me for lotion here. Now you got lotion for a while. Like, this little ones, you know, whatever. But it's, it's stuff like that, though, honestly, um, Beffy, that you don't know what's going on in somebody's house. No, you don't. You don't. You really don't. Like, I don't care what district, where you live, you don't know what's going on in somebody's house. And you done made somebody day. I'll never forget that black teacher and it was picture day and that little boy, I think it was the Vaseline or the lotion or something. Mm -hmm. You remember? And it was picture yeah. day. Like, mm -hmm. girl, listen, they asked you that lotion. Girl, hey, you made them feel good. Listen, Absolutely. baby girl needed, needed a pad. You mm -hmm. made her feel secure, safe. She wasn't messed up. Her clothes, like, it, mm -hmm. girl. Yeah. I need you to understand, like, mm -hmm. you are doing so, like, beautifully. So, for me, just because I know this, and it's Sunday, okay, <laughs> you need to you need to plan, and you need to get ready for your day. So, I don't want to hold you too long, but I guess for me, what, as a profession, professional and... um public educator do you feel you need because right now you only been in school for eight days like you said what do you think us as a community can do for you right now today and moving forward to help have a successful school year if you could do a call to action once I put this recording out, what is your call to action for the audience? I think that um, the one thing I would ask of the public is to be the village, right? Uh, reinforce the things, the structure, the um, just like the little things that we do in school. Um, because... At the end of the day, school is a model, right? School is a model for what you are expected to be in the real world. Mm -hmm. You're expected to follow routines. You're expected to be respect respectful to people, um, be on time, meet deadlines. You know, and that's what I tell the kids. Like, this is just like this is like your pre work before you get to the real world, right? Mm -hmm. You are expected to do X, Y, and Z. That's what's going to be expected of you in a greater magnitude when you get out on your own. Mm -hmm. um, my thing would be like, I, I really feel like we need to get back to that, to that essence of like everybody has their hand in helping a child succeed. 
Um, whether you are the lady in the neighborhood or whatever, you know, just spending those moments to yes. like, and, and it, it doesn't have to be five minutes. It could just be those little moments uh -huh. of encouragement, little moments of reinforcement um, that could really just be those things that kind of stick with a child, you know? Uh -huh. and, and so not that, so that is not, when I'm in school, they expect this of me, but the community also expects this from me. Yeah. I'm expected of this at home. I'm expected of this when I go to my grandma's house or whatever. You know, like, yeah. those are the things that I think really help the kids out. Yeah. You know, that everybody is rooting for them, is caring about yeah. them to succeed. And yeah. You know, you got to do it like you can give us all the books, you can give us all the paper, all the pencils or whatever. But if these kids don't feel like you believe in them, if these mm. kids don't feel like they need to somewhat make you proud, because that's always a motivator when like, hey, I mean, I got to uh, make sure I make I want to make this person proud, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but if they don't know that we want to see that from them because we are so always so busy into our day-to-day -day lives. That's they, true. Who are they who are they trying to make proud? Like, you know, who are they That's true. Well, you know, like where is the reinforcement happening? You know, because everybody doesn't have those, you know, homes <laughs> where, you know, they're being told these things at home. Yeah. We don't do it as a community. And we need y'all help. That's that's what I say. We would need y'all help to do Exactly. That. Because that's the thing because the community, the home life looks very different. Like, um, and but the issue too comes in, we do so much judging. <laughs> we do a lot of judging. Absolutely. We do so much judging that we like if a kid looks a certain way, if they do a certain thing, if they come from a certain place, we're not going to judge. We're not going to help them. We're going to judge them instead. Next, thing you know, this kid, you know, is on the outs. They bully. Next thing you know, this lady over here and you like, God. I just really wish that we did less judging mm -hmm. because if we did that, I really feel like we would do more community work. Um, yeah. Gosh. yeah. There yeah. used to be a time, you know what? It, I think too, back in the day, we, we used to mind our business more. So nobody really knew what was going on in each household. Yeah. Let's be, let's keep it a buck because baby, the LGBTQ community always have been around, baby. Mm -hmm. You just, you just didn't know. So yeah. you didn't, you didn't have the opportunity to bully them and say that you didn't want to support them. You didn't, you didn't even know you were supporting somebody who was a lesbian. You didn't know that you was giving a word of encouragement to somebody who was trans. You didn't know, mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not right. saying there wasn't issues back in the day, but what I'm saying is now we have social media, 
now we have this now we have this so now it's just extra crazy Mm -hmm. but i'm saying back in the day there was a lot more community like you're saying there was miss Anne next door who was like baby you sure look beautiful today look at your curls and look at your hair i want you to have a good day today okay you know and you never know that little girl may have been having a little thing at the school with a little girl (laughs) like you just did but nobody nobody knew you was she was just being a beautiful little community next door lady yeah and i think within that same breath it's all about also watching what you say to these kids because the things that you say they internalize it and i've like because i've had kids come up to me and I, you know, I'm trying to talk to them out of whatever they're doing. I'm like, man, Miss Ross, I'm bad, so it don't matter. Like, so somebody told them that they're bad. Oh. And now this is a label that's been put on this child by somebody in their life. And now they feel like, well, shit, this is who I am. So this is who you told me I am. Wait. Yeah. So the kid, the kid actually said, "Like Miss Ross, I'm bad." Yeah, because this is probably something he's been told all his he's, life. All his life, I'm bad. And so whatever actions he's been putting out and doing have nothing to do with who he is at his core, but what other people have probably done to him, you know, or whatever situations he's been put in. Wow. Um, I would say, watch what you say mm-hmm. to the children because they internalize it, they believe it. You don't understand maybe as an adult how much your words weigh because who else the kids looking up to besides adults and the people around them? And so growing up, you know, if it's your aunt, your your cousin, your older cousin, your mama, your grandma, like your uncle, your daddy, like I'm told to believe that you know what they say is true right so exactly so whatever they're saying it gotta be true right so i think that when when, once that has like happened for a child more than once they get into a space where like well damn this is who i am so this is who i'm gonna be and you know, just having more of that positive talk with stu- with kids in general. Like you say, like mm-hmm. that, that nice little affirmation of, wow, you look really nice today. You know, I hope you have a good day. Mm-hmm. That could do a whole lot for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, And so at the end of all of that, you know, I'm not asking people to do, to have long, drawn out conversations about life with kids, but just to be a positive interaction. Hell, be a positive inspiration for anybody at any point in time in the day because you don't know what anybody needs. Mm-hmm. Those that part. Actions, they come at the most random moments, but it'd be the, the thing that you needed that day. Like, yes. I needed somebody to just, you know, put their hand on my shoulder, be like, hey, girl, like, you didn't even know. Yes. I, I needed that. Yes, girl. You know, exactly. So I just think that if we just, are kinder to people we are yes. more intentional about how we interact with people mm-hmm. that would just do so much more for the world and also keeping that same mindset for how we talk to these kids 
and the I agree. kids that we we have in our path. Um, I agree. Because I agree one hundred percent. They're gonna believe. I it. agree one hundred percent. Okay, girl. Well, I <laughs> guess we can wrap it up. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on socials, ma'am. Okay, so <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Miss Beffy Miss Dot. B-E-F-F-Y. I'm also on Twitter, but it's M-I-S-S-B-E-F-F-Y. Um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, TikTok. I don't even know what my TikTok is, to be quite honest. I think it's the same thing, M-S dot. Mm-hmm. So I just be on there. Sometimes okay. I do TikToks with my kids, and you know, a lot of the time yeah. we live in life. So that's me. Living life. <laughs> and also, oh, so last year you did Game of Thrones. So this year with the with the staff, right? Mm-hmm. With the staff. So do we already know what we're doing? We Is don't. it gonna be House of Dragons? Is we don't House of Dragons. Okay. We okay. don't know. We had the dragons last year, so we we're trying to figure out how we can um top ourselves. But you know, we 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 really get hated on at school because we're uh, like the best, like and we put it it's a hundred percent every time. And so last year we didn't win. We didn't win. There's always a competition. Y'all didn't win win that? Girl. How did you not win? That final shoot was everything. We Game of Thrones. It's been two years in a row that we should have won and we did not win. Because last year we did House of Dragons. We had dragons. Okay. I had a whole. uh, It was dragons. It was everything. Baby. Dracarys. Like, come on. Let's. How did y'all not win? Wow. Yeah. Okay. They don't like we won so so many things as a department that I think they just don't want to give it to us. And they say they got some outside. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It's they don't a want co- to oh, win. Okay. They didn't let us win the year before. We were the Avengers, baby. I had painted my body green. I was Gamora. Okay. I was green. My face was green. I had the red wig. I'm talking about we had Thor's hammer. Like it was, I'm gonna have to send you the picture because so 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 this year, okay, so this year you really gotta bring it then and hopefully, hopefully. Because this it's it's fixing to be September, sweetie. So y'all gotta come up with something. Y'all have to come up with something. It is and And I'm hoping you win. I'm hoping you win. So on the final note, that that you gave us that social. So are you going to the Renaissance? You are going to the Renaissance, correct? Pablo. Is it hot as hell in Houston? I just I knew you were going, girl. I just can't remember. Are you going to September twenty third show? Mm-hmm. Is and that the only? She ain't gonna pull the wool over my eyes. If she do something different on one of them nights, I'll oh see. My God. She she can't fool me. Okay, don't be hollering at the people in the crowd if they don't do the mute good. Okay? Well, they just need to be mute. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah, I ain't, I'm not about to start. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna roll my eyes, but I ain't, I'm not about to get into no into no phys, physical altercations okay. over there. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Well, I can't wait. I need the update. Send me the picture. I need the okay. update on the Halloween. Um, I hope everybody, please take into account of your gems that you've given us. Definitely going to clip that part and put this <laughs> up. Um, actually, that's going to go up. Um, the episode will be out Tuesday. But that little gem part, that'll probably be up tomorrow, definitely. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, you so much, cuz. Appreciate you for coming. All right. All right. Have a good Sunday. Thank you, girl. You too. All right. Bye.